This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry weekend podcast covering the Cambridgeshire meeting. And we'll also be looking at Haydock and the Irish, uh, uh, there's a race in Ireland, the Berriesford over the Milo Group 2 affair, which we'll also take a look at uh, John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot. Evening, John Joe. Good evening. I've uh, ripped off my muzzle from the uh, Jeff Banks and Chan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we put you back down the cellar with fry, didn't we? We certainly, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, you know, I mean, it was a right, but then you said that's what you do on a Wednesday night. You end up having to go down the cellar with fry. So there we go. <laughs> um, you know, all explained there on Bar Stewards. And joining us also uh, after a stellar debut, I thought, anyway, and certainly we had some good feedback. Uh, regarding Quentin Franks's contribution to the Doncaster meeting, um, it, reasonings are always good. You see, on this, it's not not necessarily about the tipping the winners because we obviously everyone can make their mind up once they've heard their explanations. And I thought you did very well, Quentin, for, for uh, your debut on the show. So welcome again. Ah, oh, perfect. Thank you, Lee. Yeah, the the it's the workings that matter, and sometimes the result comes from the working. So hopefully, hopefully, a bit better this time round. Exactly. That's it. Logic, lo- logic equals winners. And uh, that's that's what we like on this show. And uh, we'll kick the show off then with a, a, a topic related question for the weekend. We haven't got many questions. Uh, everyone's fed up of us this week. Um, so it's, it's very light on the questions front. But Ian Davis, who's a staunch listener, he's absolutely uh, rock solid on the questions department. And he starts us off with a couple of questions really to, to races this weekend. And it's uh, to do with the uh, Cambridges to start with. And I'll come to you, John, first of all. He said, is it a help or a hindrance to have a horse with career best form at over 10 furlongs, obviously, in the Cambridge run over nine furlongs? Do you think that's that's a help or a hindrance? What would you what would you, what would you think? I'd prefer a horse to have career best form over 10 than I would over eight. Yeah. But you'd still have to take the form into some sort of context. I mean, if that career best effort was a standout job and it was run over 10, I don't know, around, say, Haydock, and the race was run at an absolute crawl for the first six furlongs, again, you'd have to wonder the worth of that form. Yeah. You know, it's got to be backed up, I would say, by a, a rattling good time figure. Otherwise, you're thinking, well, this might have been that just based on how the race was run. You, you know, there could be holes in that rating, if you like. You know, so, yeah, it's it's not a bad thing, you know. You wouldn't not back something because its career best was at 10 furlongs. But... You know, you'd, you'd have to dig a little bit deeper than just say, uh, I want one in the Cambridge that's done a career best over 10. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, there are more variables, aren't there? I mean, Quentin, what what do, do, you, do you sort of agree with John there? Have you any preference when looking at the Cambridge uh, 
um, for, for things like that, horses that have got form over slightly further or, you know. With... Uh, John's basically hit the nail on the head. You want, you know it's going to be run at a good gallop. You you want something that stays that little bit further. You know you're going to have to put up a big time figure to win the sort of race. And say you've got, a, John's just hit on the head. If you've got a horse that's best efforts at 10 furlong, but he hasn't really got a figure to match up because they've crawled, then he may not be no good in this sort of scenario. So. No, no, nothing really more to add than than that. Yeah, um, it's summed up pretty well by Johnny, and um, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of there are more variables to that. Obviously, if I got a horse that was say winning in fast times over a mile, um, but had got a nice, uh, quite a, a middle distance pedigree, then then it wouldn't put me off back in an horse in the Cambridge if you know if the pedigree married up that the, that it could improve again for another furlong etc. But as a rule of thumb, um, it, it's the old school way of looking at things. In that if you've got form over ten, a strongly run nine certainly going to be no problem to run a run a decent figure. Uh, second question from Ian again. Uh, uh, we like racing related questions, especially if it's the weekend in question. And he's, he's regarding the Royal Lodge. Um, and he said, um, is the Royal Lodge uh, a more informative race for the following year uh, when it was conducted over the old mile at Ascot compared to now at Newmarket? John, any thoughts? I don't know, really. Um, I think a lot of these back-end two-year-old pattern races they have sort of peaks and troughs, you know. I mean, uh, you go back to late 78 and Troy was beating Elamanamu or Elamanamu was beating Troy, one or the other, I can't remember. Um, and, you know, I mean, that was pretty instructive whether we have to the next year in Derby. But then you had quite a lull, you know, where you had the horses that were maybe Group three listed class fighting out the out the race, and yet you end up with Frankel running in it. You, you know, um, yeah. I don't think you can say one race in particular is more instructive than another. I think it, it just depends on what you've got that particular year, how it falls in the calendar. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of variables about it now, especially how we've messed about with the 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 actual pattern as regards these type of races, you know, because we thought it it was pretty difficult to run in Royal Lodge and Jewhurst, wasn't it, initially? And then now now the same as others don't mind doing that and you know, I think the pattern maybe needs to re establish its Pattern, the pattern's done a runner. Yeah, yeah, there's no pattern to the pattern. Uh, <laughs> sort of thing, you know, it's, uh, it's all a bit fluffy, isn't it? You know, I mean, you get like Jill Worst Day and then, what is it, is it the middle part, same day or something like that? It, yeah, it, yeah. It's just all cobblers, really, isn't it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you just got to work out what to break what, and then go up a few of them train on. Yeah. It's actually middle. It's middle middle park tomorrow. Middle park is, it, is, tomorrow is, it, yeah. is it is it is it Chevy Park on Chevy Park now? Park tomorrow as well, isn't it? Maybe give it another tweak, have they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they run. So, so they run in the, Have they always done that? Then run the Phillies on the same same Phillies and Colts on the. It was the same meeting, didn't it? The Chelsea Park and the Middle Park, but 
Do, do you... We had a spell where the middle part was 35 minutes before the Gewer, so you were, you were pushing it to try and do the double. Do you see where I look incredibly stupid? So obviously, you know, I've studied tomorrow's cards, and I don't, I don't even know what what Chevrolet Park and Middle Park on the on the same day. Park or Middle Park is it? It's a three ten and a two thirty. John, John, you've summed it up because I mean, when I was younger, I used to remember the the, the actual order perfectly well. You know, yeah. like, like yeah. It, because because it was the set pattern, and since the fiddled about and messed with about and, t- and sent it to different tracks i can no longer keep track of, of, of what's it's where coming from one year to next now it's absolute shit really yeah i think like you said we, we need we need an established pattern the pattern's not got a pattern no. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, quentin anything to add to our inane ramblings uh, not really to be honest it's uh, john's john hit the nail on the head once again like it you get horses turning up, whether it be uh, when it was at Ascot or if it's at Newmarket, and you get roaring lines, Frankles, it, it swings and roundabouts. Like, truth be told, one thing I'd like to add is I'd much rather it be on a round course. Though. I don't think we get enough two-year-old, good two, good quality two-year-old races on a round course. So uh, that, that's I'd like to see it back at Ascot for that reason, to be honest. Do you know what? I totally agree with that. I do love the uh, the the round mile at Ascot. I think it's it's reasonably fair. Um, you, I mean, you, you will get the odd odd hard luck story, but I, I I agree totally that that round mile at Ascot is is that I do like to see races around there. Give me the impression that the QA tail is on the straight mile now. Yeah, God, it's horrible. It's like watching Red Car in Newcastle. <laughs> Just I, I, I hate straight. I, I hate nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with Red Car or Newcastle or Doncaster or any other. Place past Watford Gap, but I just, I just dislike straight miles to be honest. Quentin's took the top of your off stump there, John. Like that, you know, John's John's local track, and Quentin's like just you know that ball that nips off the seam and it's just took the <laughs> yeah, top I'm of just, I'm just watching it go through the cape. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the bear, haven't Yeah. <laughs> There you go, more disdain for your local track, John. There's plenty of that. There's plenty of Southerners giving it, giving it their all about poor red car that seems to get a lot of ammo these days. Um, but um, but yeah, um, I, I, that's a good point from Quentin that regarding uh, top two-year-old race on a nice round course. I mean, you know, the Aussies they, they have a lot of obviously round course racing and and something like Rosehill or you know Ranwick. You know they're really good flat tracks on the turn, um, and I, I, I think it's quite a good spectacle to see an horse quickening down the straight off a turn. And yeah, I, I, I get that. Conversely, I rather like the fact that there used to be a Group One race over a mile and a quarter for three-year-olds and up. Yeah. On the straight. What was that then? The champion stakes at Newmarket. Yeah. 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 So where else could you get that? That is the, actually that that's true. So, the, the, yes, the, of course, yeah, of course. Um, that, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting I'm getting confused here as well, right? I, I need your help. At least I'm, I'm sure I'm getting dementia. But the the Sun Chariot is that slow new market? Yeah. Or is, yeah. yeah. So so that's the that's the straight mile a quarter at, at new market for the Sun Trips. Yeah, mile now, isn't it? Is it a mile? So they've knocked it down to a mile. I think so. Yeah. 
God, we need we need some answers here, folks. I think let's, we're all... let's have a look. Buh, 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 buh. Yeah, it's a mile. Yeah. Is, is it? All... Don't tell me it's. Yeah, I think it's away. It's away. It's been a mile. Oh, good God! I I, I think I've I, I, this is not not good for me tonight. I'm having a mare. Why have I always thought the sun chariots? Over I there? thought it was a mile and a quarter a while back. No, no, no. It, it couldn't have always been a mile. The times, the times say otherwise. So yeah, they've they've changed the times. They changed the distance, which has obviously changed the times. Then, right. So, so has has the sun chariot always been a mile or over over ten at any point? Do we know? Over ten furlongs, nineteen ninety nine and before, I think. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we're showing our age here, John. We're, we're, this is embarrassing. So, I, so I mean, I, I have been betting for another twenty two years since the sun chariots changed distance. And you're not noticing uh, it, sure. Uh, and I've not. <laughs> There's, there's no one, there's no wonder I come under affordability check. Um, you're making you know, out with Yeah, I mean, anyone listening to this, I mean, we've got our regular listeners that no, I'm no, 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 no wagon. But I mean, if we've got a new listener tonight, you're going to think I'm a complete and utter wagon. Um, and and I'm rightfully so, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Send your comments in. Yeah, give me some abuse. I deserve it. Um, anyways, so on to tomorrow's racing, which, which clearly I don't even know what's running, what what races are running tomorrow. Uh, we've already established that. Um, I, in fact, we'll go to Haydock first for some calmer waters, um, and we'll go to the uh, two or five race, which is uh, on ITV4. It's the Mile Betway Handicap. Um, and seven go to post currently. Um, you never know. We aid up. Usually get about fourteen non-runners. Uh, you know, by about six a.m. tomorrow when it's when it's either too firm or too soft, as Kirkland uh, often produces weird ground. Um, Noble Dynasty heads the market at uh, seven or four. Uh, best price for Charlie Appleby, the Magic Carrots team, and Adam Farrer. Quentin, I'm coming to you first for your uh, selection. In the Haydock opener, uh, I liked Happy Tim's horse here, Cruyff Turn. Um, mm. Set up of the race, it was they, they dropped him out at air, which I thought was strange, but there was a bit more pace signed on there. Um, Travelled well up to two pole, found trouble, found trouble again, finished with running left, and he was just left with too much to do. Uh, there's absolutely no pace, so I'm not sure what leads it to be honest. So they bounced him out at York. I suspect they'll do the same. You've got Noble Dynasty at the top of the market. He looks a weak favourite. Kind of got up close home at Thirsk, but that forms ropey. Boland Park got beat at Ponifract yesterday or Wednesday. One of them. And then um, the second in that race got beat earlier at York. Uh, Young Fire needs faster ground, uh, softer ground, tell a lie. Latest generation's a bit of a pig, but he's been gelded. That may help. A Fark is a Fark. United front yeah, travelled well at Yarmouth, hung left and finished with running left. He he, he was semi-interesting, but again, I don't think the race was set up for him. And then you had Nugget, who he's kind of gone missing in the summer. Um, he's probably got the strongest form coming into the race, but why has he been off 147 days? Um, the one thing with that is he goes well fresh. Nottingham earlier in this year, he was he was hard fit, like really razor sharp fit for that run, and he was unlucky that day. So he can obviously be turned out uh, to run well first up. But um, 
I think Cruyff term was about six to one, 11 or two in that sort of region. I'd have them a little bit shorter than that. Good analysis there at Cruyff turn um, for, for, for Quentin. Uh, an interesting horse, obviously, me and John know this horse quite well because we were in Champagne and in Clover at York after this one at a big price in the York handicap, beating the current um, at Frankie de Tory Mount, Magical Morning um, in the finish there at York. Um, I, I actually think, you know, that Thick Dave might have... Um, visited India at some point uh, in between York and Air because <laughs> for some reason he bounced it out at um, at York, did think Dave, and then coming to Air, he took it back. He, he absolutely just took it right back out of the telly. And and I, and I remember saying after two furlongs, I, I often make comments in running, and I thought, you're stopping this. <laughs> but, he, I mean, probably wasn't. It was just, I just didn't no, get... Just happened. We know I, that. Well, I know, Martin Dwyer's proved that. But, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's um, yeah, anyway, it was just, it was odd. I it, was it, was strange, odd. it was a strange one. Yeah, for sure. I didn't expect that. I mean, that was out of the, that was uh, that was left field for me, that one. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Cruyff Turn comes in in, in tremendous heart. Um, you were saying about Nugget. Um, I read the High Clear website, and uh, they said it was struck into in the Thirst Cunt Cup quite badly, actually. It was quite a an open flesh wound and they, they've given him the summer off to recover. What I find interesting with this is um, I, I do think Nugget's the best horse in the race. Mm. I, I agree with you, Quentin, about the pace that, and, and how bothered they might be on Nugget because Nugget's entered in the bowel moral on the 16th, uh, which is obviously a, a massive value handicap, enormous value handicap um, on the 16th of October. Now, why would they want a penalty for that? when they're guaranteed to get in. I think the number 26 on the list, which get, gets them in. You know, you, you'd be you'd be sort of a bit mental, in, in my view, to, to to show up and be that bothered here to win 12,000 when you could have whatever the penalty is. I don't know if it's four or three pound. Um, you know. it's, it's also, the only other side to that is good mover by Sayuni. It, it, I suspect they'll have him in the sales, won't they? So do they want to bump up his mark by potentially picking up a soft five pounds here to add a your grand onto his his sales price well, yeah. if he goes to a horse in training. I mean, I mean this is it Re- reading reading in between the lines. We can all get a bit cross wires and a bit and a bit too uh, bit 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 Quanon, bit David Icke and a bit conspiracy theorist. But but, <laughs> I mean, but 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 I mean I mean that's how I saw Nugget. But I, I do like Nugget as a horse. I, I think he's a really I think I think a strongly run mile. I think he's a really really good horse, and maybe that's the plan. The Balmoral, maybe they'll just leave him a tad short for tomorrow. Come on nicely for the run, and then maybe head to the Balmoral and uh, you know do and, and run a big one. Who knows, John? Your thoughts on this? I think it's an awful race. It, I mean, do you know? Oh, there's one thing I forgot to add. Uh, I have no. I, I'm I'm scratching my head why Noble Dynasty seven to four. I'm scratching my head. It's beat a horse today called a boy, uh, a boy named Ivy ran today at York. Uh, didn't exactly cover itself in glory. Got stuffed by 10 wickets at York. Um, a boy named Ivy's only fairly moderate anyway in terms of a form level. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I, I'm struggling to ascertain why that's seven to four. I've tried to scratch my head. I mean, that's why I agree with Quentin's selection in a way. How is how is that round the six to one mark, Cruyff turn? Um, 
a noble dynasty seven to four for beating a boy named Ivy. You um, carry it up, wouldn't you? Well, the carrots are strong at the moment. The force, <laughs> the force is strong uh, with the Arabian. Forty-eight carrot bet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, so, 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 I mean, obviously, I, I'm good. I, I'll go with Quentin on Crowton. I think that's a very, very sporting chance that, and I like the odds. He's right. It's t- it's not six to one. Um, what do you what do you think? I, res- I respect Crowton. My concern is he's a. His horse's manner is he's a little bit skittery in the paddock. He's a little bit hot backed. Cam's never ridden him before. Um, that might be an issue. Um, at the price, you're probably getting compensated for that. If I had to have, thank Christ I don't, uh, I'd probably back a fack. Uh, <laughs> you don't give a fack. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's reasonably handicapped present um he, he probably showed enough on debut this year so he's got a race of this nature in him um why would you keep persevering with the hunt cup winner you know i mean pinching him off really couldn't you but the the sticking on um it, it's not a race i care to get involved in in all honesty no fair, fair enough um obviously a fact a uh, bit of back class like you said john but now seven um and yeah. John John doesn't fancy the race. Quentin, I, I agree with Quentin's Croft turn. So we'll move on. Uh I, I, it's hard to say be against Noble Dynasty because if Nugget is eleven to four out of nine to two, you kind of know where you kind of know where that's gonna finish. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna say play yeah. Noble Dynasty if if Nugget Nugget's a complete nugget. Um so yeah, uh, it's, it's a tricky race, but but maybe Quentin's on the right path there. Two forty, uh the second one. On the uh, oh, by the way, chaps, have I got something else wrong? I've already got the new market races wrong. Um, now uh, I've only counted six ITV races. Am I right? Yep, six. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, thank God for that because you know they always have an ITV seven. I always think, well, they have seven ITV races. I was worried again that I've, I've missed a race. Well, probably uh, six. Yeah, see now. I'm seeing it. Anyway, so there is six. So 240 here, Doc. It's the five furlong head, your hunch at Betway handicap. And also 105 affair, 10 go to post. Jawal is the uh, seven to two market leader. Um, and then Copper Knight is next in at nine to two for Tim Easterby and Ella McKay. And they've got some sort of strike rate. John, I sound like Peter Norton there. John, um, away you go. <laughs> some sort of strike rate. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did sound like Peter Norton there. I'm saying it and I'm thinking this sounds like Peter Norton. <laughs> it's not a good thing to sound like, is it? No, nah, I'm having a bad episode. It's one of these mares that, you know. He, sounding like Peter Norton is marginally better than sounding like a bowel movement. <laughs> he'll be, you know, he'll be there tomorrow. He's, 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 he's odds on with Ironside, isn't he? There'll be, uh, there'll yeah. be Howard and, and Norton at Adoc tomorrow. That, that's got to be a shoeing, hasn't it, on racing TV? Ah, absolutely. I mean, my God. Yeah. How many scoop sixes have you won, John? Hey. How many scoop sixes have you won? Oh, one less than him. Yeah. Anyway, John, let you go. Well, I, I thought initially that 
Mondemich and Joao um, would have this run to suit, and it's the ideal track for them not too big a fail, but blah, 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 they'll both come through on the bit and fight it out. Then I had a look at how the race might pan out, and it looks like Copper Knight will probably get the softest of all softies. Yeah. Which doesn't inspire confidence, because, I mean, it, it probably won't get home um, off the revised mark and stiffer track than, you know, I mean, didn't the other time against Mondemedge. I'm inclined to think Premier Power, which ought to be ridden a, a little bit handier than Mondemedge and Joel, ran quite okay-ish in the uh, Portland. Um, I'd maybe be inclined to give that a a, a, a cautious twirl. Its it, it best form seems to be in like sort of single fit, eight and nine runner fails, that type of thing, you know. Um, this will probably sell Premier Power best of the lot. But again, it's a it's a messy looking thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the the, the key form line for me is is the Joao Copenhagen uh, Mondemedge uh, form. Um, you know, when when when. Um, uh, the the Haydock run, uh, the course and distance run. So you've got Copper Knight in second, Mondamedge came through to win, and Jawal, um, which kind of messed it at the start a little bit. Um, he came through to fourth. It's a key form line. You probably, you know, you could you could toss a coin in the air, which probably one of those three is going to come out on top. I agree with you, John. Copper Knight could get the softie of softies, um, and then that that could make that dangerous. Um, Again, um, it's a, it's a- Take there on the last five times. New jockey, Ella McCain. I know she's she's done all right this year, but you know, making all in a decent sprint at Addick, bit of an ask. Well, as long as I think I think if Tim gives it right instructions and just said blast, make sure you black, get ready at the gates and blast off. I think I think you get you get the free five in a way because you, there's not a lot else to do over five, is there? Than just blast yeah. off and. And just and just do what you do. I mean, I'm not Dave can't be five pounds better than Ella McCain if Della does all that and rides yeah, to his five pound clear of everybody in the North League. <laughs> <laughs> he is to be fair. We all love thick Dave up here. Um but I mean for me, the only the only one that outside that form line that I like were Premier Power because I think he's very unexposed at the minimum trip. And I always level this at trainers. When you've got a fast, keen horse, and he, he, they always still run them at six. So the, so what they'll do is a two-year-old, really fast this, or he, he catches pigeons, and then they'll debut them over six. Then They don't debut them over five. It, it's like it's as if it's a shameful to debut over five. Um, and a number of times, Charlie Hills has stepped them back in trip. There's lots of trainers that step them back in trip after they've re- finally realised this ain't going home. They, over seven, no, no, down a six then, then five. And finally, they'll, they'll find the correct trip. And I think this showed enough in the Portland Premier Power last time because it was travelling with Hurricane Ivor, uh, it, it kind of had more tactical speed than Hurricane Ivor for strides. Um, and then obviously just got tired. I don't think the ground would have been ideal either that day. A um, little bit little bit too much juice, perhaps, um, given the fact that, you know, he's a horse by Siouni, Shamad Almer, not so sure that good to soft what it wants. And I just think it's very unexposed at the five. Down to 95, that could, you know, 
these are what we call, uh, you know, Copper Knight, Jawal, Mondamedge, all, you know, your run-of-the-mill B-class handicappers. You know, we do think Mondamedge will keep, I think Mondamedge will end up 100. But it's, it's one of them. Premier Power just could be that, just have that little bit extra, I think, over the five. But again, 11 or two, I'd go each way Premier Power, I think. That's my selection, 11 or two, with David Egan. Quentin, your thoughts? Uh, you and John have taken, well, not taken my selection, but yeah, I I'm, I agree with you both on Premier Power. Uh, really like him, but not really like him, but yeah. I, I like the angle dropping to five. He, he he went well through to Portland, and I don't think it's a bad Portland. He, he, like you said, he blew past uh, Hurricane Ivor for a couple of strides, two out. He's by Sayuni. I don't think he liked the ground, and then just just didn't really get home. Um, dropped to five, no pace. Hopefully they go forward and uh, just just make use of him, to be honest. That's what I'd like him. He, 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 you know what? He may just be an all-weather horse. Um, and if that's the case, then there's a not to 95 at Wolves over six next week weekend. So we can double up and back him again there. That's it. So yeah, that's that's quite. <laughs> Quentin's already eyed the the potential follow up on next run. Um, for uh, yeah. So 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 we, I think we've summed that race up. Thank thank you for your selections, chaps. Uh, we'll go to the Berriesford at the Curra before we start Newmarket. Uh, the races I don't know. Um. The, the 2.30 at the Curragh, it's uh, over a mile. It's a group two affair. Five go to Post. And 11 to 10 market leader is the um, Aidan O'Brien trained Luxembourg. And, uh, John, did you have any thoughts in this? Yeah, I think Swan Bear beat it. All right, go. I've been impressed with Swan Bear. I think yeah. it's um, This is probably a fairly acid test, right? Um, it was very well back first time up this and proper look the part I thought uh, it ran at the current and uh, didn't get the best of runs through but it finished its race off lovely and then uh, made no mistake knocking its maiden off um, I had chance this against the once raced Luxembourg who uh, well he didn't really light a fire under me when he, when he won so yeah, I'm going with Swan Bear. Good stuff, and that's available at two to one for the for the rather informed. Well, I say he's rather informed. He's, he's training a lot of jumps winners at the moment. Is the baby Joseph? Um, so he's he's doing well with his twig offers. Uh, so Swan Bear for John and Shane Cross is in the saddle at two to one. Quentin, I, I, I know Irish racing is not particularly your massive strong point, but did did you get a look at the main two protagonists in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to watch. I, I liked the way Swan Bay did it at um, Galway. He just kind of put them to the sword and powered clear. Um, you suspect he'll try and do similar front running at the car is no bad thing, is it? Um, Luxembourg was impressive, but you kind of look at a race and you had, what, the 7-2 second favourite pull-up, I think it was. So, what's that, 20... 2% of the book gone already there. Yeah. Uh, he was fine. Like, nothing more, nothing less. Just just fine. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like the uncomplicated one, to be honest. In, in, in Swan Bay, I'd probably have them a little closer together. I wouldn't have Luxembourg odds on, that's for sure. Yeah, interesting. So so, so that's two uh, of our, of our panellists uh, on Swan Bay uh, for the baby jersey. 
And I, I totally understand the points of view. I think he's very likable, Swanby. He did a, he, he idled quite a lot at Galway uh, when in front. He, 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 he still went clear while sort of doing that. He's clearly got plenty of ability. Lloyd, Lloyd Williams is obviously desperate to have some sort of a, a derby winner. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not knocking this all. all. Australia's, you know... I, I, I like a lot of Australians. So obviously, I, I remember Galileo Chrome winning the ledger, and that was that was a great result for me. So uh, you know, I do think that that's got a real good future as a three-year-old. Um, I do think Luxembourg has a touch of class. I think he's got a big stride, and I don't think Kalani suited him very well because it's quite a tight bend at Kalani before they turn in. And I was I kept watching his stride length, and and I'm thinking, you know, you've got you've got. Quite a big stride you have, your big bugger. Um, but he's he's a bit ungainly. Um, he's a Camelot. Um, the mother, obviously, I mean, it's it's, it's a useful family. So you know, it's Leo de Fiore. Um, you know, be sort of like triple figures. Um, Luxembourg. I, I think it's one of those races for me. I have to sit it out because I agree with John and Quentin regarding Swan Bay. I, I do like that horse, but. Luxembourg for me might have that bitter X factor, but he does look ungainly. So I, I'm sorry to sit on the fence, but that that's where I'm at at the prices. It's one of those I, I'm I'm finding it tricky to to sort of know which side I want to be on. Maybe maybe if there's a market drift, I might I might I might decide to to plunge. But tricky affair there at Curra. So we'll we'll move to new market where hopefully we've got some more solid choices for you, and I'm sure we have we have. Um, and we're going to start off with the uh, the Royal Lodge, Ian Davis's question. It's a Group 2 affair, and uh, Massey Kaler, a horse that I've backed this season a couple of times, um, yeah, he heads the market for Andrew Baldin as 2-1 to one market leader uh, with Oshie Murphy in the saddle. So, Quentin, I'm going to come to you first with your opinion on the Royal Lodge. It's an interesting race. Um, the makeup, the track... The small field, the stalls in the middle, which is kind of, i kind of gone backwards and forwards. I like Caribus, I like the way he did it. The time wasn't flash, but they went steady, they quick and clear. It was a big, big old slab of a horse, and yeah. it was just hands and heels. Um, Muscala had the run of things at Newbury, that form's been franked. But I kind of feel Royal, Royal Patronage has the best form in the race, and I can see why he's. In my opinion, he's been underestimated in the market. He's gone off, what, 25s at York? Yeah. And burst, burst everyone's bubble. But yeah. he's simple. Sank, sank, sank my battleship, he did that. Thank you, thank you, you and me both. Yeah, yeah. He's simple, he's uncomplicated. It's a front-running gas pit. And they're just going to bounce him out and try and take everyone out of their comfort zone. The time was good. The form is fine. But I just feel he's underestimated because of the SPs and people not believing that line of form, believing what he did then. Um, that, that's, that's the way I'd be leaning towards it. I didn't mind one sort of gutters run in uh, Deauville. He, yeah. he was still a little bit green and um, kept on all the way to the line. Kept on really well, actually. Um, I think it was Ian Williams' first two-year-old winner on debut, which means he might be a bit handy. Um that was interesting. I didn't particularly like Howarth. I didn't like the way he went about things and the way he used himself. Seattle King, I don't think he's up to this level and the same with uh, Frankie's mount. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, the, the kilt for me. Uh, the kilt? Was he three, three to one? 
100 to 30, best price. Uh, the, yeah, the, even the, the kilt for Mark Johnson and Jason Hart to uh, to try and blast off um, over the favourable uh, front-running course that the Rowley sometimes is. Um, Newmarket New obviously has certain biases and, and some industry professionals for years can't work out why when gen- generally it's usually it's where the wind blows. Well, there's not really much wind behind um, at Newmarket, but there's no headwind, so... Basically, that's that's what's important at Newmarket if you're trying to do the business from the front. John, do you uh, do you share Quentin's confidence in the kilt? Uh, well, you never hear me express any kind of confidence. <laughs> um, the, the only way I'd, I'd like to see the kilt win a race like this is in the show of finale, a little span of the horses derby prep up anywhere next year. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to tip that. I mean, Master Keeler, um, well, I mean, the story of Master Keeler really beat the man. They got beat by the man, but got beat by the man less than the man that beat the other man got beat. (laughs) (laughs) The form does kind of tie in with the variant horse that won the Champagne Stakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got the big horse that won the National Stakes. So, I mean, for me, he's the proper farm choice. Um, but I really did like that Caribus when he won on debut. I mean, it was back like it was a monster anyway. Um, it, it's got a fair bit to find. I couldn't back it at the price, but I tend to think it's the most likely winner, believe it or not. Um, you know, I'd, I'd want a bit more wiggle room in the price, I think, to, to justify backing it. But I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised to say break days. It's funny you say this because when Quentin said it, he's a big slab of a horse. Exactly that. Very taking uh, mm-hmm. physically. And 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 let's not let. I mean, let's be fair here, right? You know, I, the time wasn't. Like there's nothing about the performance that that screams oh well this is but then the one it beat was obviously Saga uh, who then beat Koi Koi who yeah. then beat <laughs> that's, that's yeah, they, they 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 yeah. both won in good times didn't they Saga and Koi Koi uh, yeah or Ascot and Newbury so so if if you go on that this horse could be I mean physically he's the one that. You know, this is the one that if any of us could afford this, we'd be we'd be saying yes, this is the one we're buying, and and yep. that's that's the one we're we're, we're taking with us at home. And I can afford that. I'd just piss the spot off and never have another. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be sat here with me, would you, Dan? No, no, no chance. Out of it. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Um, you sold everything. You take, you take everything. Catch me, man. But yeah, I mean, so, so it'd be Coribus for me for the same reasons as John. I, I can't give you a, a time reason from the debut or a or a like a, a form rating to say yes, yes. This this will this will beat a horse that's beat a horse that's beat a horse that's beat a horse. Um, <laughs> but but. Um, but definitely, it's Caribus for me and John. And Quentin's going with the kilt to make all and and and, and basically piss on everyone's parade. Um, <laughs> what 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 price would um well both of you, John and Lee, what price would it what price would appeal? What price would you go? You know what? There's enough wiggle room in that for for, for me to back him tomorrow. Caribus, that is. I think I, th- I think three to one. I, I'd allow I'd allow one point for um you know 
something going wrong, so that makes it two to one, and and obviously one point for the fact that he's not up to the standard of of Masakela in terms. I mean, Masakela is definitely running to sort of like anywhere between 105 and 110. So so we've we've got to be fairly certain that this horse can step forward significantly from a because even the two the even the horse it beat at Newmarket is not going to at this moment in time is not going to be 105 110. So we we're relying on potential here. Um and Charlie Appleby um even though he's having a stellar season with the carrots um, he's not really renowned for two-year-old winners first time out. Um, he's, he, they they kind of always come on quite a bit for the run. Well, if this comes on a bit, um, I mean, you've seen our native trails improve this year. I mean, it's, it's one of those. Coribus to me looks looks a monster, and that's the, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's as if the work lads are already piling in. It's nine to four. It's one of them. It'll probably end up over bit. And I just sit there and watch it, watch it, and mark, which, watch it win by five, and think, eh, <laughs> we're nothing on. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at there. So we, that's the Royal Lodge covered. Um, hope you found that interesting. Two twenty-five is the Chevrolet Park Stakes, not run later in the month, as as I thought. Um, it's actually t- t- tomorrow. Um, and Sacred Bridge heads the field, a two to one for Jill Lions. And uh, the head waiter in Colin Keane, but I don't think he'll be head waiting on this because he goes handy on this. Sacred Bridge, two to one. John Lang, what are we saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's a fair race, this, isn't it? I mean, there's not a lot between Sandrine and Zane Clardet on the arc running. He chuck in the girl, Philly, and uh, it, it, you, you know, he'd say it's a, a three way spin up, but. The one I'm interested in, actually, is the one that pro- now now they've decided to uh, let her stride and they've, they've given up trying to choke her in, in the races early on. He's fortress. Mm. Um, yep. Because I, I think this will definitely get an easy time of it on the front end. And I think given an easy time on the front end, she won't be pulling like Rolf. And <laughs> I think... At worst, this is a good back to lay, you know. Um, uh, so I, I've already had a little bit on this, um, and I might have some more because I think I'll be able to get out and running if I want. But yeah, I, I, like, I like that a little bit there. I think it's a good price. Flotus and the dollar, he, he do, he do, oh, the dollar has got his critics, but the one track he rides quite well is Newmarket. Um, he just seems to get it right a lot. Um, over this uh, course and distance, same as the July course, Quentin. So, Flotus for John, for you, for you, Quentin. Flotus for me as well. Um, Ooh. Similar reasons. Uh, you know what they're going to do. Well, what they done last time at Ripon, they're just going to send her forward, let her roll. It's new market. It's paid to be handy this week. Um, not sure what the wind is saying tomorrow, to be honest. Um, but it's not in the face. So, so. nothing. Not in the face. I find perfect. Um, I don't mind stall 13. Your nearest to rail if they want to go towards the rail. I know the stalls are up the centre. But Goodwood, she was she was special on debut. She looked really good then. Kind of went missing. And then, uh, yeah, found her stride again last time out. So, yeah, like John said, a good back to lay, if, if anything, there. You should be able to get out with the, um, especially with the camera angles they seem to use at Newmarket for those um, playing without the drone. Um, 
it seems yeah, a big yeah, thing for the near yeah, side, doesn't it? Yeah, if you're chasing one that, you know, you start to think, Christ, that's world player, and then next thing when the angle changes, you're not. But yeah, yeah. you should so, get um, out of trouble, that's for sure. Good stuff, yeah. chaps. Um, like your reasonings, the pair of you, um, and very available, available a very generous eleven to one. So that that might that might be one for our listeners there, if you like that. Uh, drawn there, install thirteen on the wing, blasting off. Um, probably to where, where are the stalls positioned tomorrow, Quentin? Do you know? Center. Center. So whether the doiler will probably come, probably stands right. I don't, I don't know. Be hard to know. But like you say, out and away, that could be one for our listeners. Um, Sacred Bridge two to one. Um, I can understand why it's favourite, but I, I'm against it for the simple reason that I don't think the Group Three it won. Uh, at the Curra last time was was anything really. It was impressive. It's hard to knock when you're winning winning nicely, but when you think that it, the the second got beat just as far uh, by uh, Vitingus, um of uh, Brian Meehan's uh, air in the Harry Rose break, it's hardly you're hardly bouncing them for a Group One. And before that, it beat Bosch of Richard Hannon's Ultramarine. Even ever given him fourth, well, ever given's. You know, it wasn't beaten far, and it's only a hundred horse. It's 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 not nothing nothing spectacular. And also, if you look at the current time, it was rather disappointing. Uh, Sacred Bridge winning one twelve and three. Um, Goodnight Girl, who's a six year old eighty one handicapper, w- uh, won in three quarters of a second faster. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hardly that's hardly you're hardly bouncing saying that's Group One. I I just think it's won some rather soft contests, and at, at two to one, I'm 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 really against that. And with that in mind, uh, I'm a Sandrine fan. I'm stopping a Bastard special. I could have gone for Flirtus, and we could have all gone Bing Bong Bastard special. But no, I'm spoiling it. I'm spoiling it. I'm, I'm trying to protect his record because we're doing bad on Bastard specials recently. Um, but yeah, no, Sandrine. I, th- I think he's he's quite disrespected by the market at five to one, and the case I make is obviously um, it's it, it's the strong it's the strongest two year old season form in the race. It's beat Hello You um, in the, uh, the Queen was it Queen Margaret. I can't remember. Um, and Hello You's come out today and uh, won the uh, Rockfell um, for David Lofnane, and it beat Desert Dreamer. It was second to Zane Claudette at York. Me and John were there that day. Sandrine did everything wrong, basically. Missed the start. Uh, came down the slowest part of the track. Um, you know, hung hung left to sort of challenge in the closing stages. Was never getting Zane Claudette back. I think it, it's 100% going to reverse the form unless it, unless Ismail Mohammed's fetched some more plenty of carrots in um, from, the, from the Saudi states. Um, but Sandrine, for me, at five to one, each way a pleasure. I think I would say I'm having a lumpy bet at five to one each way, Sandrine. I can't I can't see how that's five to one. Especially when you've got Sacred Bridge at twos. Sandrine's forms uh, um a level above Sacred Bridge. There's no one that can tell me any different on that. Um so yeah, that's that's where I stand. So Flotus for John and Quentin. It's a very juicy 11 to 1 with also get out clauses if you fancy the layout in running. And Sandrine for me. We move on to the 3 o'clock, which is the middle part. Another race that doesn't exist tomorrow. Um, <laughs> of the six furlongs, only a group one. Um, ten runners go to post. Uh, and the favourite is the Richard Faye. I see the I see the Sheikh Rashid 
Dalmuk Al Maktoub, he decided he'd had enough of Hannigan the Manigan uh, with his ride at Goodwood. He said, no, no more of that rubbish, and went straight for Sumiya. And he heads the market at nine to four, Quentin. I started the week wanting perfect. He's the best horse in the race, I think. I think he's the best horse in the race by a fair margin. Mm-hmm. But he's a hold-up horse. He's at new market. There's no pace in the race. There's absolutely no pace in the race. He's he done well to get out of jail in the morning. Um, he kind of dropped out, switched sides, pushed, uh, what's the fob thing, tried and out the way and, and quick and clear. He, Goodwood, he, he was the best horse in the race. I think you, you factor sectionals in. He was a length and a quarter winner. That's not even accounting for the trouble in running. But it, it's there's no pace. It's new market. And Sumion's on. I don't really like that. Um, like he's what, one from, I think it was one from 15 at, at new market. And I know it's a, it's a different track, isn't it, to your flat tracks in France. So, yeah. It's a strange booking. There's, there's other. I know you rode the horse last time out, but it's, it's just a strange booking for New Market, given the type of race. But well, I'm not the one making the booking, so I don't really care. Um, I've ended up going with Go Bears Go. Um, I liked the run last time out. He's similar, similar to Floaters. He's uncomplicated. You know what they're going to do. They're going to bounce out. They'll try and make all. He's game. He battles. Um, yeah, that that that's the way I've looked at the race. Um, I was surprised. Like, but if this was a, a flat track with any semblance of pace, I'd probably have perfect power of five to four poke at best. But it's not, and um, that's why I'm looking elsewhere. So I've had a, a small tickle on Go Bears Go. I think that's pretty superbly summed up there. Um, you've more or less, yeah. You've, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm definite on Go Bears Go, but I like, I like you at the prices, eight to one, Go Bears Go, um, and I, I think that's, that could be a smidgen of value. You know, like you say, it's already, already beaten um, Doctor Zemph, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Beat him at the car. Yeah. So, 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 so you know it, that that that's that that seems a little bit strange. Why that why that's at the eight to one mark? And like you say, probably more uncomplicated than the favourite. But you you are correct. The favourite is I would say a couple of lengths the best against yep. these. Um, but like you you also right rightly point out that this horse will be probably well I would say more more than likely be dropped out. Um, so. That leaves a quandary for punters on this track. So perfectly summed up by Quentin. That's exactly sort of my thoughts. Uh, I'm more or less going to play the, the racing running with perfect power. I, I want to see sort of what pace they go. Uh, what you know, like before, because I'm ha- I'm even happy to take five to four perfect power if they go blast off and there's plenty of pace and you know this is sort of sat travelling nicely just on the heels that kind of thing i'm happy to take a lot shorter so that, that that's that's how i stand on the race john your thoughts on that well if we're in france don't land the yankee tomorrow i'll stand and tap them the thing is the, the the way i've got on this pod you know i don't even know what what races are right and i've, I've made myself look right wagon uh, and you two are all agreeing on everything so i mean I, there's something in this there's not a lot I can add to what Clinton said, actually. Um, other than I think Go Bears Go is going to be extremely dangerous. I think it could be a good day for the ammo team. I think we've got 
plenty of ammo, and oh. I've, had, I've had an eight-way double in the two-year-old two group ones. Um, which I think could pay nice dividends. Anyway, well, I think it's about 71 anyway, the each way double um, from memory. I think that's what I'm on it. Um, yeah, you know, you know, I think they've, they've both got outstanding chances and I think they've both got good chances of getting softies. So I'm, uh, I'm not exactly balls deep, but I'm, I'm, I'm a fair old shut up. Good stuff. So this is it Quentin and John. Uh, both agree again on go bears go. This this this, this will finish me if 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 if, if Flotus lags up, go bears go lands up, or Len gets his each way doubling etc. You know this, this will finish me off. I think. Um, but this is it. true judges. We only have true judges on this show. Um, and uh, John and Quentin again agreeing. Do you agree also? Interesting. We'll go to our final race of this pod, uh, which is the. Uh, 3.40 race, it's the Cambridgeshire, and good old Frankie threw me a curveball um, with Uncle Bryn, um, and I backed this anti-post 8-1, to one. it's now 9-1, to one. in fact even Chichester's shorter in places, as Frankie's turned down Uncle Bryn, um, which obviously I thought was a, was a good win after the gelding up, because I don't think a slowly run mile trying to make all was his barrow at all, I mean this, don't forget, this was John Gosden's Derby horse, running the Dante. So a slowly run mile, still managed to win. Um, I, 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 I absolutely perplexed by Frankie's decision, unless of course it was down to maybe a gallop that we don't know. You know, it could it could have worked poorly. You know, whatever. Um, this and, is dead, isn't it? Well, that's that's how I see it. it it's come out of Ascot dead. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Because he's picked a horse that is essentially, and it's only favourite because he's picked it. Yeah. So, so so, the market's assessing, and it's, it, it can't work out. Uncle Bryn, if Frankie Dottori would have cho- chosen Uncle Bryn, it's going off probably 7-2 to two favourite. Yeah. Now, the fact he hasn't chosen it suggests that there's probably a duff gallop somewhere, like you say, completely brown-bred since... And he's he's chosen a horse. In my view, in my view, is not is certainly not good enough to win a Cambridgeshire off 106. It's just my view. I mean, the Cruyff Turn beat this, and you're getting six to one Cruyff Turn to win a an, an ordinary Adoc handicap. I mean, as Quentin pointed out, you know how how is Cruyff Turn 13 to two, for example? It's beat Magical Morning at York. A magical morning is seven to one to win a Cambridgeshire. It's the most bizarre. Either this is a big plot, and it's just for the lads in the yard to all pummel it tomorrow into into three to one. Because don't forget, Rabs won twice on it. But like you, I, I just don't understand it for one minute. It, it, it's it's a curveball, and it's confused me. But I, I'm going to stick with my anti post bet on Uncle Bryn. John, I'll come to you. Um, as I pointed out, I think Uncle Bryn is sadly no longer with us. All right. <laughs> um, he's obviously got it ready for Ascot, and he's, uh, you know, he's just a prime balance candidate now in the, the way things are moving here. Um, the the one I'm interested in actually is from the Ascot race, and that's Fantastic Fox, a horse that I've got a lot of time for, despite. Him misbehaving on several occasions. 
I think the, the good thing here is that he hasn't got old concrete hands on him. Um, Abzini won't have the same trouble with this, I'll say. He's, uh, he's running on home turf and he'll settle a lot better with the pace that's on. Um, he was favourite to beat Uncle last time. He was way too free. It was ridiculous, to be honest. Um, it was... If he'd run that race properly, he'd rally over for being somewhere near Uncle Brennan, I thought. Um, the pace as well seems middle to stand side. You've got Owen's arse looks set to probably go too much up the middle because there's a few nasty lurkers, so I think they'll get him at it a bit too early. I can't see him getting home. They might even go fast enough to bring in a couple of dropout performers like Baltic Baron and Power of Darkness if you want some massive prices. And another interesting one as well is um, Zosimus, believe it or not, trained by the fetus. Um, <laughs> very interesting, this, on the run behind Salamarak at uh, Leopardstown, I think it was. I, I had him written 97 there. Um, he was too close to too fast a pace, and it looked like getting the swamp, but he kept on quite nicely. Stays this trip very well, potential maybe even get a bit further. Lorden's probably the best jockey they've stuck up this season on this one as well. Um, not sure about 90. Um, I certainly won't be letting that run loose. But uh, the main action tomorrow will concern Fantastic Fox. Great preview. So Fantastic Fox obviously behind Uncle Bryn, but obviously off that slow gallop, John. And, and we all know Fantastic Fox's ability without the, the old stone hands. Um, in the saddle, um, 22 to 1. It's uh, so a nice shot. He says Zosimus as well. Don't let that go unbacked uh, for the fetus. Um, at around, around 40, you'll probably get bigger on the machine um, if you if you wait. Just took a bit of 90, 90s, 90s for John on the machine as, as we speak. You see, you'll not beat John in. You know, you, you'll end up with 60s. John's on at 90. He's like that. He gives you nothing. Um, Quentin, uh, your your uh, analysis on the Cambridge, please. Uh, I wanted one on each side. The pace, the pace is high, uh, high stalls to middle stalls. So I've gone with the two two The prices I've watched the price ebb away at, since the since we started recording. It was it's like twenty fives and twenty twos, and it's now what are we at sixteen twelve to one. Uh, 18 in a place, but that, that looks like it'll go. So anyway, uh, the one that horse that came second last year, uh, Ray from Ralph's, uh, Lacanda. Ah. Um, he looks for an each way bet. What we got? I think there's a few firms paying seven or eight places. He just looks rock solid to run his race. Um, it was better than the bear result at uh, York last time out, further back than ideal in a steadily run race. Um, and then kind of tried to make ground in the, in the slop in the centre of the track. He um, was second here last year. There's a high draw. Um, yeah, he's he's three pound three pound lower here, and he just he just looks solid. He just looks solid for for one in the place market. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Then one on the other side, which is probably probably more win only dart. I think he's what. Let's have a quick look. Seventy seventy five eighty. Um, is Breath Court um, trained by Michael Bell? Um, was with Rafe Ralph, um, but switched yards with the whole ammo racing debacle. 
Um, they had a stable switcher in the shape of Prince Alex win first up. Um, he won the Silver Cambridgeshire last year. It was a six or seven runner race, a Mickey Mouse affair, but he's he's gone well here and he's, he, hopefully he just sticks limpet like the far rail and at, at them odds he's worth a, a small win only bet um yeah ground wouldn't have suited last time at sand down either you should get good fast ground which will which you'll like so that would be that would be my uh take on the cambridgeshire lovely stuff sir from sir from quentin um we we've got his sort of outside choice um in breath court at massive odds uh, currently 50 to 1 available. And interestingly, uh, Quentin uh, makes reference to Lacanda. Price is under pressure, though. This could be price wise. This could be everyone, everyone's whatever. This could be the steamer. Because Nick Davis, one of our contributors, um, he'll be out beating Chelsea fans up, Millwall fans up, and going around the books in London tonight. Smash it. That's it's Nick Davis. That's who's taking the price. Uh, Quentin, Nick Davis will be around London tonight, taking the prices in the shops on Luke Candy's and Mark Faith. You know, he'd probably come with blood on his hands. He's been smashing up Chelsea and Millwall. Uh, a disgrace of a man. And, 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 he, and, he, and he's ruined it for everyone. I mean, you know, this is what Davis does. So Luke Candy for Davis and uh, Quentin. So again, we've got some double prongs here. There's, there's some power judges on some some nice price horses for the cast this weekend. And just to finish the cast off this week, John, you've got Ginger Hitler's two for the Cambridgeshire. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he, he was on earlier. I think I think he's angling to get back on the show uh, sooner rather than later. Well, later rather than sooner from <laughs> our perspective. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's the way we'd all look at it. All, all right-thinking people would look at it, wouldn't yeah. they? <laughs> um, uh, he, yeah, obviously, he... He, lo- he loves the obvious ones, and uh, he's gone for the shagging shirt with Irish Admiral. He thinks yeah. he thinks taking Redka form into a uh, big Newmarket handicaps a, a smart move, you know. And he's he's also gone for last year's winner, so he's pr- he's probably taken all the forty-five seconds to pick them out while they were sat on the bog. And there, and there you have it. I mean, I mean. This show's got it all, really. Like Peter Norton and incompetence from me. Um, some some amazing double pronged uh, selections from John Quentin. Uh, matching matching Davis, who's waltzing around London as we speak. Um, we hope you enjoyed this show. We're we're back on Sunday. There's myself, John, and uh, Law Malvo who's uh, another Southern fool, um, to uh, chew the fat of this week. And we might touch on the banks debate and all the affordability checks where we can't have a bet anymore because we're all told we're idiots and, you know, bad gamblers and, you know, orange man bad, gambling bad. You know, every, everyone everyone loves to attack and cancel everything that we enjoy doing. Um so we all go underground in casinos, underground casinos. You know, this it's how it's gone through society. But anyway, it's a subject for Sunday, so don't forget to tune in then. We hope you enjoyed this show like we did. And uh, that's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>